the unicameral update. Published by the Unicameral Information Office under the direction of the Clerk of the Legislature. Title, State Budget Package Clears First Round Lawmakers gave first-round approval this week to three components of the state's $12.975 billion budget package. The state budget is structured on a two-year basis, with the budget enacted during legislative sessions held in odd-numbered years. As introduced, the Appropriations Committee budget proposal would result in a projected ending balance of almost $715 million above the 3% required minimum reserve. This amount would be available to fund proposals pending before the legislature this session. The state's cash reserve fund, often referred to as the rainy day fund, would have a balance of almost $990 million. Elmwood Senator Robert Clements, chairperson of the committee, said the budget package reflects a two-year average spending growth rate of 2.3% and would leave approximately 16%, or two months' worth of the state's annual expenditures in the cash reserve fund as a buffer against potential future economic downturns. Lincoln Senator Anna Wishart, committee vice chairperson, expressed pride in the priorities chosen by the committee, including focusing on key infrastructure projects to support a second water source for Lincoln, a water project in northeast Nebraska and a sewer project in Sarpy County. We prioritized water, Wishart said. I don't know if there's anything more basic in terms of needs than access to water. Senator Luann Linehan of Elkhorn also spoke in support of the overall budget package, pointing to the inclusion of $1 billion in state general funds to provide foundation aid and additional special education, funding for K-12 students through creation of the Education Future Fund. We funded a lot of good programs, Linehan said including hundreds of millions of dollars for economic development aid to East Omaha and increases in Medicaid provider rates. I'm tired of hearing that we don't take care of people here, Linehan said. The largest part of our budget is aid, by far and away. Mainline Budget LB 814, introduced by Speaker John Arch on behalf of Governor Jim Pillen, is the Mainline Budget Bill. An Appropriations Committee amendment, adopted 37-4, replaced the bill and contains recommendations for state operations and aid programs. Among the measures included in the committee amendment were provisions of the following bills brought by lawmakers. LB 80, sponsored by Grand Island Senator Raymond Aguilar, which would authorize transfers of $4 million in each of the next two fiscal years from the Veterans Aid Fund to fund construction and improvements to a state veteran cemetery in Grand Island. LB 609, sponsored by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, which would appropriate $2.5 million in general funds in FI 2023-24 to the State Department of Veterans Affairs to award a grant to a nonprofit to help complete a memorial to the nearly 400 Nebraskans who died in the Vietnam War. LB 712, sponsored by Gehring Senator Brian Hardin, which would transfer $10 million from the Cash Reserve Fund to the Site and Building Development Fund in FI 2024-25 to fund grants to aid panhandle communities as they prepare for an influx of contractors to upgrade the area's aging ICBM missile system. LB 741, introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas, which would transfer $20 million in FI 2023-24 and FI 2024-25, from the Cash Reserve Fund to the Rural Workforce Housing Investment Fund and the Middle Income Housing Investment Fund, and LB 817, introduced by Arch on behalf of the governor, which would appropriate funds for reaffirmed and new capital construction projects. 
Senator John Kavanaugh of Omaha offered an amendment during general file debate, May 3 that would strike $14 million in transfers from the Nebraska Environmental Trust Fund to the Water Resources Cash Fund over the next two fiscal years. Kavanaugh noted that the Nebraska Environmental Trust Fund was created in 1992 and receives 44.5% of the state's lottery proceeds under a constitutional amendment approved by Nebraska voters in 2004. He said the state constitution does not authorize the legislature to transfer those funds or to appropriate the money for other purposes. The Environmental Trust is not a pass-through for agencies to use in lieu of general funds, Kavanaugh said, calling the provision likely unconstitutional. Clements opposed the amendment, saying LB 814 includes intent language to restrict the department's use of the transfer to water projects that would be authorized uses of the Nebraska Environmental Trust Fund. In addition, there is precedent for such transfers, Clements said, and the trust fund currently has a surplus, which ensures that a one-time transfer would not jeopardize the fund's long-term sustainability. With the increase in revenue from the Nebraska lottery, the fund is on track to continue to grow, he said. The Kavanaugh Amendment failed on a vote of 12 to 28. Senators adopted an amendment brought by Omaha Senator Mike McDonnell, which would appropriate $10 million in general funds to conduct a required actuarial study regarding changes to the Nebraska State Patrol Retirement Plan. The amendment was adopted 28 to 0. Corrections Proposals Several amendments to LB 814 focused on issues with the state's corrections system and $335 million in proposed funding for a new prison to replace the aging Nebraska State Penitentiary. Omaha Senator Justin Wayne said the state's focus on building a new facility without a comparable focus on programming for incarcerated individuals or assistance with their re-entry into society is not fiscally responsible. Our prison system is overcrowded, he said. We are going to spend over $300 million to build a new prison and nobody in this body can find me any data point that says that prison will not be full the first day it is open. He brought an amendment, adopted 28-3, to add provisions originally outlined in his LB-792, which would create a pilot program in a metropolitan-class city to assess and treat post-traumatic stress disorder related to gun violence. As introduced, the bill would have appropriated $25 million in general funds to carry out the study, but Wayne said he would work with senators before the second round of debate to ensure that funding for the current biennium is $5 million per year from the Nebraska Healthcare Cash Fund. Wayne said he believed that research into and subsequent assistance for PTSD in North and South Omaha could benefit those communities as much as any economic development effort and would be a necessary step in curbing the cycle of violence and incarceration experienced by many area residents. Lincoln Senator George Dungan supported the amendment, calling PTSD one of the major root causes of involvement in the state's criminal justice system. A person who experiences numerous traumatic events as a child often is further traumatized by being incarcerated, he said, leading to a spiral of mental health issues. One of the things about PTSD is that it compounds upon itself, Dungan said. Senator Terrell McKinney of Omaha brought an amendment, adopted 29-8, to address the current grant reimbursement process for nonprofits that provide reentry services for individuals transitioning back to communities from the state's correctional system. McKinney explained that many such organizations operate on tight margins and cannot afford to provide extensive services up front and then wait to be reimbursed by the state.
the amendment would require that grants not be funded through a reimbursement process. Another amendment offered by McKinney to strike funding for a new state prison failed on a 14-24 vote. Dungan brought an amendment, adopted 31-1, to provide $200,000 in general funds in FI 2023-24 and FI 2024-25 to increase payments for court interpreter services for deaf and hard-of-hearing individuals and those who are unable to communicate in English. After eight hours of debate, Arch offered a motion to invoke cloture, which ceases debate and forces a vote on the bill and any pending amendment. The motion was adopted on a 38-3 vote and senators advanced LB 814 to select file 36-4. Fund Transfers LB 818, also introduced by Arch at the request of the governor, would provide for fund transfers and change and eliminate provisions regarding fund transfers. A committee amendment, adopted 39-0, replaced the bill. Debate focused on proposed funding for the Perkins County Canal Project, which would divert South Platte River water from Colorado to Nebraska in accordance with a 1923 interstate compact. The State Department of Natural Resources originally requested $449 million for a 500 cubic feet per second canal. The committee increased that request to $574.5 million for a 1,000 cubic feet per second canal. Senators rejected an amendment offered by Omaha Senator John Kavanaugh to revert to the original funding outlined by the department. Kavanaugh said the expanded project could jeopardize the state's ability to exert its rights under the compact by provoking backlash from Colorado over expanded eminent domain claims. Additionally, the department has failed to explain why the larger canal is necessary, he said, and building it likely would result in extensive legal battles. I remain skeptical whether the canal is worth the cost to the state, both in terms of construction and the inevitable litigation it will bring, Kavanaugh said. Clements opposed the amendment, saying the larger canal would result in Nebraska obtaining 100% more water capacity, for only 28% more cost. He said the expanded canal also would send a message to Colorado that Nebraska is serious about exerting its water rights, under the compact. Dunbar Senator Julie Slama said Nebraska is wholly dependent on flows from others in order to irrigate land and provide drinking water across the entire state. Speaking in opposition to the amendment, she said the expanded canal is necessary to preserve agriculture and secure the state's prosperity. Water is the gold of the future, Slama said. The Kavanaugh Amendment failed on a vote of 11-32. Omaha Senator Terrell McKinney offered an amendment to require that $70 million of any transfers from the cash reserve for a new state prison must first go into the Nebraska Prison Overcrowding Contingency Fund to be released only on completion of several studies regarding classification, staffing requirements and programming needs and efficacy. McKinney said funding for the prison should not be approved without some level of oversight and accountability for the State Department of Correctional Services, which has yet to complete a classification study required by the legislature in 2021. Wishart said she understood the frustration expressed by several lawmakers that the legislature has not passed meaningful criminal justice reform in recent years and agreed that, without such reform, the state's prison overcrowding crisis will continue even after construction of a new prison. She said she was committed to working on an amendment for the next round of debate that would build in greater accountability for the department. McKinney's amendment failed on a 16-16 vote. 
Columbus Senator Mike Moser offered an amendment, adopted 36-0, to remove a $40 million transfer from the Nebraska Telecommunications Universal Service Fund to the Cash Reserve Fund. Moser said the current fund balance of roughly $120 million is dedicated to a number of ongoing projects and should not be used to bolster the state's rainy day fund. Lincoln Senator Danielle Conrad supported the amendment, saying the state's robust fiscal position means there is no need to shake the couch cushions and raid cash funds looking for money in order to avoid cutting state services or raising taxes. If and when we face an economic downturn and there's a great deal of economic uncertainty on the horizon, if we utilize and sweep those cash funds today in a time of unprecedented economic prosperity, we have no place to go in the future, Conrad said. Following a successful cloture motion adopted 36-2, lawmakers advanced LB-818 to select file on a 35-0 vote May 4. LB-813, the final component of the budget package, would make adjustments to funding for state operations, aid, and construction programs in the current fiscal year ending June 30, 2023. Omaha Senator Michaela Kavanaugh offered a series of amendments to extend debate on the measure, none of which were adopted. Following a successful cloture motion from Arch, lawmakers adopted a committee amendment May 5 on a 38-0 vote. LB-813 then advanced to select file 36-2. Title, Dungan Seeks New Way to Serve Lincoln Senator George Dungan has spent his professional life striving to bridge the gap between the voiceless and the powerful. Now he's ready to bring that spirit to the Nebraska legislature. It started back in law school in Washington, D.C., where Dungan had the opportunity to teach classes at several area high schools on constitutional rights and how they apply to youth. His time in the classroom opened Dungan's eyes to the vast diversity of individual experience and its implications. I was able to learn a lot from my students who came from entirely different walks of life than me, he said. It really shaped a lot of my continued desire to give back and amplify the voices of others. Dungan carried that passion back to his hometown of Lincoln, where he continued working in youth advocacy in the juvenile division of the Lancaster County Public Defender's Office. Working on a broad range of issues as a public defender helped Dungan connect with his local community and better understand the challenges that young people face. Everyone has unique experiences, ideas, and stories that have a right to be told, Dungan said, but far too often people feel their voices are not heard in the capital and other places of power. Each and every client I have represented was a sum of so many different parts of their past, he said. Whether it was mental health issues, substance use disorders, or trauma, I knew that each of my clients had a story that needed telling. Now that he's been elected to the legislature, Dungan hopes to continue serving as a bridge, this time between the community and lawmakers. Being a public defender requires the ability to find common ground and common-sense solutions that work for everyone, he said, and that is something that the unicameral also could use. There needs to be some sort of middle ground between elected officials and the citizens of Nebraska, Dungan said. This seemed like the perfect opportunity to throw my hat in the ring and fight for the voices in my community. That community spirit is evident in the new senator's life outside the Capitol as well. Dungan currently serves on the Lincoln Pedestrian Bicycle Advisory Committee and the Lincoln Bar Association Board of Trustees. He also was inducted into the Teammates Mentor Hall of Fame for his work mentoring youth. 
When he's not out serving his community, you can likely find Dungan on the city's bike trails, playing music or spending time with his fiancée, Britta, and their dog, Redford. Although they'll play just about anything that they can sing along to, Dungan said Fleetwood Mac and Joni Mitchell are staples in their household. We are a big music family, he said. Having nights at home where we can relax, play music and enjoy each other's company is so important especially during session. Title, Education Lottery Allocation Bill Expanded, Advanced A bill distributing state lottery funds to education programs received first-round approval May 2, after lawmakers amended it to include nearly two dozen other education-related proposals. Current law sets aside a portion of state lottery proceeds for education. LB705, as introduced by Senator Dave Merman of Glenville, would allocate those funds to various education programs over the next several years. An Education Committee amendment, adopted 35 to 1, replaced the bill with a modified version of the original proposal as well as the provisions of 17 other bills, heard by the committee this session. Senators adopted further amendments containing the provisions of five additional bills. Merman, the committee's chairperson, said the proposals included in the committee amendment are intended to address four key issues, teacher recruitment and retention, school safety, special education funding and increased parental and student involvement. Lottery Funds The committee amendment would allocate lottery funds to a number of new and existing education programs for fiscal year 2024-25 through fiscal year 2028-29. The Nebraska Opportunity Grant Fund which provides financial aid to low-income Nebraska residents enrolled at post-secondary educational institutions, would receive 58% of the funds. Under one new program, which would receive 8%, the Educational Service Unit Coordinating Council would ensure that annual behavioral awareness training is available statewide beginning in school year 2024-25. The council also would develop, implement and administer a statewide teacher support system. Beginning with the 2026-27 school year, each school district would ensure that administrators, teachers, paraprofessionals, school nurses and counselors receive the training. The amendment also would require the State Department of Education to develop and adopt a model policy relating to behavioral intervention, behavioral and classroom management and removal of a student from a classroom. School districts would be required to adopt their own policies consistent with or comparable to the model policy by August 1, 2025. The new College Pathway Program Cash Fund would receive 2% of the lottery funds. Under the new program, the department would provide grants to qualifying service providers that help low-income and underrepresented students graduate from high school, apply to college and complete the requirements to receive an associate or bachelor's degree. The amendment also would allocate 1.5% of the funds to a new mental health training grant program, administered by the department. Under another new program, the Coordinating Commission for Post-Secondary Education would provide up to $250,000 in grants each year to teachers enrolled in education pathways leading to qualification to teach dual credit and career and technical education courses. 1% of the funds would be allocated to the new Door to College Scholarship Act under which the Commission would provide grants of up to $5,000 annually to eligible students for their educational expenses at public or private post-secondary educational institutions in Nebraska. Eligible students would have to receive a high school diploma from an accredited education program at a youth rehabilitation and treatment center or from a public, private, 
denominational or parochial school within one year of being discharged from a YRTC. Teacher Recruitment and Retention The amended provisions of LB 385, introduced by Senator Liu and Linehan of Elkhorn, would create a grant program administered by the State Department of Education intended to recruit and retain Nebraska elementary and high school teachers. Under the proposal, teachers who have signed a contract to complete their second, fourth, or sixth year of full-time employment as a teacher at a Nebraska school could apply for a $2,500 grant. Teachers who obtain an endorsement in special education, mathematics, science, technology, or dual credit could apply for a $5,000 grant. The amended provisions of LB 603, also sponsored by Linehan, would require the Commissioner of Education to issue an alternative certificate to teach full-time to applicants with a bachelor's degree, who have successfully completed a qualifying alternative teacher certification program. Alternative certificate holders would have to participate in a school district clinical experience during their first semester of employment as a teacher. Under the amended provisions of LB 724, introduced by Omaha Senator Tony Vargas, applicants for an entry-level teaching permit or a temporary certificate to teach on a full-time basis no longer would have to demonstrate basic proficiency in reading, writing and math by passing a standardized test designated by the State Board of Education. The amended provisions of LB 762, sponsored by Senator Wendy DeBoer of Bennington, would require the State Department of Education to create a program intended to help paraprofessionals and paraeducators become certified teachers. Under the program, those individuals could apply to the department for a grant not to exceed $3,000 for expenses related to training or education required to obtain a Nebraska teaching certificate. School Safety and Discipline the amended provisions of LB 516, introduced by Fremont Senator Lynn Walls, state legislative intent to appropriate $870,000 in state general funds to the State Department of Education to administer the Safe to Help Any report line beginning with fiscal year 2024-25. Walls also introduced an amendment to add other provisions originally included in LB 516. The amendment, adopted 26 to 1, would require the Commissioner of Education to administer a grant program to provide funding for security-related infrastructure projects including surveillance equipment, door locking systems, and double-entry doors for school buildings. The proposal would transfer $10 million from the state's cash reserve fund to a new school safety and security fund, which would be used to provide the grants. It also would require the department to provide an annual report that includes the number of schools that received grant funding how the grant funds were used and other information. Under the amended provisions of LB 632, introduced by Senator Terrell McKinney of Omaha, an elementary school could not suspend a student in pre-kindergarten through second grade unless the student brings a deadly weapon on school grounds. McKinney's proposal also would require school districts to develop a policy that includes disciplinary measures inside the school as an alternative to suspension. Vargas introduced an amendment to include provisions of his LB 774, which would make several changes to the hearing process related to long-term suspension, expulsion, or mandatory reassignment of public school students. Among other updates, the proposal would allow the student's parent or guardian to request a hearing examiner other than the one recommended by the superintendent. The amendment, adopted 25-6 also would require school districts to give suspended students an opportunity to complete classwork and homework missed during the suspension. Other K-12 through measures 
Under the amended provisions of LB 153, introduced by DeBoer, school districts could apply to the State Department of Education for payment from a new fund, intended to help small school districts cover large, unexpected special education expenditures. The proposal states legislative intent to transfer $2.5 million to the fund for fiscal year 2023-24. The amended provisions of LB 372, sponsored by Merman, would require school boards to establish policies and procedures allowing a homeschool student who is a resident of the district to participate in extracurricular activities to the same extent as a student enrolled in a public school governed by the board. The policies and procedures would require a homeschool student who participates in extracurricular activities to be enrolled in no more and no less than five credit hours offered by the school district in any semester. The amended provisions of LB 414, introduced by Lincoln Senator Danielle Conrad, would require school districts to adopt specific capacity standards for acceptance and rejection of option enrollment applications, and determine capacity for special education services on a case-by-case basis. If the application of a student with an individualized education program or a diagnosed disability is rejected, the proposal would require the school district to provide written notification to the student's parent or guardian, describing the required services and accommodations that the district does not have the capacity to provide. Beginning in 2024, Conrad's measure also would require each district to provide the department certain information relating to all option enrollment applications, rejected by the district each year. The provisions of LB 520, sponsored by Walls, would require public school students to complete at least five high school credit hours in computer science and technology education, prior to graduation beginning in school year 2027-28 rather than 2026-27. Walls said the measure also includes a technical change that would allow a broader selection of courses to meet the requirement. Under the provisions of LB 647, introduced by Senator Mike McDonnell of Omaha, the department would be required to purchase and loan textbooks, including digital, electronic or online resources, to children enrolled in kindergarten to 12th grade of an approved private school. Currently, school boards are responsible for purchasing and loaning textbooks to Nebraska private school students upon request. McDonald said the amended provisions of his LB 648 would authorize the department to fund a workforce diploma program to provide dropout recovery services to adults and youths 16 and older who are not required to be enrolled in secondary school. The provisions of LB 708, introduced by La Vista Senator John Arch, would require the State Department of Education, the State Department of Health and Human Services the Office of Probation Administration and the State Court Administrator, to enter into a Memorandum of Understanding for Data Sharing to Improve Educational Opportunities for Students, who are under the jurisdiction of the Juvenile Court. The amended provisions of LB 787, introduced by Senator Justin Wayne of Omaha, would require the State Board of Education to establish an innovation grant program to procure or purchase an annual license for a three-dimensional, game-based learning platform to engage middle and high school students in coursework and careers in science, technology, engineering, entrepreneurship, and mathematics. Elkhorn Senator Brad Von Gillern introduced an amendment, adopted 35-2, to include the amended provisions of his LB-805. The amendment would require each school district to allow a representative of certain youth organizations, including the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, to provide information services and activities to students in a school building or on school grounds at least once during each school year. 
a representative would be subject to a background check and could provide oral information to students only during non-instructional time. Von Gillern said some Nebraska schools have been resistant to accommodating the organizations, which he said have a history of teaching life and leadership skills to Nebraska youth. Conrad opposed the amendment, saying youth organizations have a number of other ways to provide information to students and parents. If certain schools have policies denying access to external groups, she said, those groups should petition the school boards to change their policies rather than ask the legislature to intervene. Merman offered an amendment to include provisions of LB 585, introduced by Senator Jana Hughes of Seward, which would expand a current requirement that certain school personnel receive suicide awareness and prevention training each year. The amendment, adopted 34 to 0, would require that all school employees who interact with students receive at least one hour of behavioral and mental health training, annually with a focus on suicide awareness and prevention. Post-secondary education measures. The provisions of LB 356, introduced by Walls, would make technical changes to the Nebraska Opportunity Grant Act. She said the measure would update a term to match a federal change related to the free application for federal student aid, and clarify a definition to account for online universities. Under the provisions of LB 698, sponsored by Merman, a member of the U.S. Space Force who enrolls in a public college or university in Nebraska would be considered a resident student. The amended provisions of LB 703, also introduced by Merman, would allow Nebraska State Colleges and the University of Nebraska to manage the liquidation of surplus property. Senator John Fredrickson of Omaha introduced an amendment to include amended provisions of his LB 222. Under the amendment, adopted 27-5, a public college or university could not inquire about or consider a person's criminal history or juvenile court record as part of its application and admission process for disciplines not requiring licensure or clinical field placements. Schools still could inquire about or consider that information to the extent required by state or federal law when voluntarily submitted by an applicant. The restriction would not apply to inquiries or consideration of criminal history or juvenile court record information in any application or other process relating to student housing or any athletic program. Fredrickson said inquiring about an individual's criminal history during the college admission process can deter applicants, preventing them from receiving the education needed to reintegrate into society. Dunbar Senator Julie Slama opposed the amendment, saying it would create a loophole that prevents colleges and the university from screening out applicants who have a history of violence and sexual assault. After eight hours of debate on general file, Merman filed a motion to invoke cloture, which ends debate and forces a vote on the bill and any pending amendments. The motion succeeded on a vote of 39 to 0. 33 votes were needed. Lawmakers then advanced LB 705 to select file on a vote of 40 to 0.